Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. That's the cold open sound effect there. Uh, Lofa, Mario. Lofa, uh, who, who was your first sports hero that you can remember when you were a kid? First sports hero. I grew up watching a lot of Junior Sale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got the Samoan connection, mm-hmm. linebacker, you know. Mm-hmm. Him and Thurman Thomas. Because at first I thought I was a running back, and then I realized I didn't have any moves. No juice. <laughs> Our guest, our guest got some moves. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. Definitely. Oh man, Junior with the with the Chargers back then, those navy blue unis. That was they made the Super Bowl. What year was that against the Niners? Like Yeah, so we're there. Mario, who was your sports hero growing up? The, who was the first one you can remember? Football or just sports, period. Just in general, yeah, anything. Magic Johnson is still my favorite. Like uh, the Sonics were had just won a championship in Magic's rookie year. The Lakers came and destroyed the Sonics every time, and they won a championship his rookie year. From that point on, I was a, a Laker and a Magic Johnson fan. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Brett, Brett, who you got? Uh, mine was Mario Bailey. Yes. So <laughs> this is quite a treat. <laughs> Let's start the show. Uh-huh. That, that made me, that made me go. <laughs> Take 12, if you want the run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode, 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. It's the Take 12 Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Believe Sports Network. I'm Brett. He's Lofa. Joined by very special guest, Mario Bailey. Husky legend in the house, everybody. Get on up. Uh, For real. um, (laughs) Mario, so I I didn't want to tell you before the show started because I would have been too nervous. So I'll just say it on the mic. Uh, Dude, when I was a kid... I mean, it was, it was, I was, I was maybe six or seven in 1991, like in that time when you guys won the Natty. And I mean, Seattle was, it was all Huskies all the time. I mean, my dad, his friends, my uncles, my cousins, everybody. And so I, I of course was in love with the Huskies and watched you guys and everything watched you. And I mean, I was telling Lofa last week when we were talking about trying to get you on the show, like just number five in the in the basically a half shirt out there <laughs> back Don't in the ask. day, you know, <laughs> posing like and those. just bringing the swagger. And I mean, of course, the team was amazing. You were amazing. I mean, just and so for a young Brett Davern, I mean, you were just you were my hero, man, for real. This is just such a treat for me. And uh Specifically, I remember one time, I'll just tell you a quick story. I remember, I can, this is one of my first memories. Uh, my mom coming in my room and I'm sitting on my bed and I'm like, I'm just, I'm kind of crying and I'm upset. And my mom's like, what's going on? And I go, I just, I'm so, they're leaving. They're all leaving. And she's like, who's leaving? And I go, 
the Huskies, they, they're graduating. They have to graduate. And my six and seven-year-old brain or whatever it was, I realized that college wasn't forever. And that unlike the pros, you guys had to leave and had to move on and get drafted and go on to all the stuff you were going to go on to. And I was upset about it. And I don't know if I've ever gotten over it, Mario. <laughs> I don't know if I've gotten over it. Yeah, man. What a time that was, huh? Yeah, time of my life. You didn't, yeah. you didn't realize it in the moment, but you do now. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Looking back, 30 years is a long, long time, but... We had a great time in, in, in Eston history. Forever. Totally. Well, and you forever. being a local guy and all that stuff and staying up there, and, and we'll get into everything you're doing now, but just appreciate you and appreciate you coming on the show, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Brett saw a picture of me and you at a game, and he's like, you know, Mario Bailey. <laughs> I was like, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> he's like, you think we could ever get him on the show? I go, let, let me ask. Let hey, me man, ask also, I've been following Mario on Twitter for a long time. You guys check him out on Twitter. Mario's Twitter account is awesome. Uh, really positive stuff, like, every morning and just shares really cool articles and just, um, yeah, doing, doing good things, man. But uh, we're here to not only talk about my appreciation for Mario, but we're here to talk about hot dogs, guys. Schnitzel, <laughs> our sponsor. Uh, we're our coming sponsor. to you live from the Schnitzel Digital Studios, everybody. Two locations, one in Everett, one in Fife. Go on in, mention the Take 12 podcast, and get a free small beverage with any other purchase. Uh, on to football. Uh, guys, week, games last weekend, um, we, can, we can start with... Playoffs and then move into a Seahawks topic, or we can start with a Seahawks topic and move into playoffs. What do you want to do, Lofa? Start Seahawks. All right. The only Seahawks topic I wrote down was that no Seahawks made the All-Pro list. Yeah. WTF, Mario. Yeah, that, that's a tight one. I feel like we only really had uh, a shot at one, and um, I think because he's he's – doesn't get as much credit because he's a late round draft choice and he kind of tailed off towards the end, mm -hmm. but six interceptions. Um, I don't think sauce got that many interceptions, but Tariq Willem did have six interceptions. And for a while there, it looked like he was on a tear and might sneak into double figures for interceptions. Mm -hmm. Other than that, uh, maybe Gino, but only Tariq probably had a chance of being all pro. Yeah, well, I, he picked off uh, – he was guarding the GOAT, and he got an interception. Tom Brady, right? Right. Well, well the GOAT did. quarterback, not the GOAT yeah. wide receiver, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been, been a much better interception if he actually picked off Brady. Yeah, well, and if Brady didn't try to trip him either. <laughs> yeah. Lofa, your thoughts? Bullshit, man. I mean, it, straight up. Yeah. It, it's because he's a rookie. Um, you know, I think his body of work, I know maybe tailed off in the end, but, you know, six interceptions as a rookie, my God, that, mm -hmm. that's incredible um, numbers to put up. And, um, yeah, and so, like, I just hope he doesn't get robbed of rookie of the year. I think it's really between him or um, who's that kid from Detroit, Hutchinson. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it usually – like, I don't even think Sauce is really in, in that argument. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of pass breakups, but I think two or three interceptions. That's, you know, come on, man. I need more production than that. And um, so hopefully he gets the rookie of the year. And they better not give it to Purdy. You only played six games, man. I don't care that you're undefeated and you're a quarterback. Six games. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It's the greatest story in the NFL. 
Maybe in the Bay Area, not in the NFL. (laughs) I know, know, man. Uh, Well, moving on to the rest of the NFL. Uh, Do you guys remember when Zeke tried to play center? No. Wow. Bold strategy. I don't think he was prepared for that. Man, I have the same question twice in a row. WTF? (laughs) (laughs) I, I... I looked at it a million times and I thought he would be better prepared for that. I was wondering if they put him at center, if he was going to go, um, if the guy caught the ball, if Zeke would be there, to, if he could pitch it to Zeke. Mm-hmm. But that was it. it. Play was over. Yeah, well, and also because he's snapping it, they announced that he was ineligible the whole time. I mean, Zeke is maybe not what he once was, but you'd want him at least eligible on the final play, wouldn't you, Lofa? I mean, so if you're going to go to that play, why do you have any offensive alignment on the field? I would have my best skill position, DVs, wide receivers, running backs. They would all be out there because after that ball is snapped, he's eligible, but, you know, for a lateral. But, but yeah, exactly. To your point, Brett, there was – I don't know what they, – they actually practiced that shit? That's my question. <laughs> we, we, who thought, like, okay – I mean, I guess that might be Kellen Moore, the OC. Like, hey, I got the perfect play. Uh-huh. Like, if we needed 70, 80 yards. And, you know, it's terrible because that that um, that catch right before Schultz, if he just catches that, they have a chance at a Hail Mary. But I got to believe that that could still throw at 60, 70 yards. I mean, I don't. I just didn't understand the having linemen on there if you're going to keep lateraling. I've never understood that. Yeah, I mean, so the guy caught it. He was tackled quickly. I, it's unclear what he was even supposed to do with it from there. Well, Dak was like looking off the coverage. Like he looked right and then came back. Like, do you think he was going to fool somebody? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, it, it, I thought he was going to catch it and pitch it. That's why I thought um, Zeke could be in there because they were going to keep laddering it. Yeah. Nobody talks about his snap. His snap was good, though. <laughs> his snap was good. His, I mean, he needs to work on that wasn't. pass set a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, he shouldn't be there anyway. I mean, it's easy to nah. poke fun at it, but he shouldn't be there. You know what it reminded me of, guys? It, and this will be audio for you, but see if you can recognize this. Lofa, you're a movie guy. What kind of Lulu formation you pull it? The secret. Oh, it's a secret. You're dummy old. You can run a simple draw. Varsity Blues. You got secret formations. Yeah. Shit for brains. This ain't no fucking saying loud. It's called the oop to oop. Oh, it's the oop to oop. Oh, it's the oop to oop. Mississippi over 40 points a game with this offense. You're a dummy old. You can't run a simple draw play. He grabs his face mask. Oh, man. Yeah. John Voigt, Varsity Blues. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of, man. I don't know. I mean, the, all the linemen down low there, if they threw it to that receiver and then they were all at least going to plow the road, that at least makes a little sense. But he kind of threw it to the inside guy, so I don't know. Anyway, Crazy. Whatever. What about that game, though, in general, uh, other than the last play? I mean, did it go how you thought it would? Me personally, yeah. I, I don't have any confidence whatsoever in Dak, and Dak played just like Dak, you know, he played had the two interceptions. He didn't look confident out there. He missed some throws. Um, Dallas's defense played well. San Francisco's defense played even better. But I just thought Dak would lose the game. He played a great game uh, prior to that week against Tampa Bay. But um, when it comes to big games and big moments, I've never seen Dak rise to the occasion. So it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Lova? Yeah. Yeah, it was a defensive battle for sure, and I expected a rookie quarterback and then, you know, Dak, who's had his struggles in the big games. Um, Dallas, they they won their their first, their wild card, which was like, 
a mini Super Bowl since it's been so many 20, 30 years since they've been, you know, winning in the playoffs. Yeah. So I felt like maybe they might have, you know, they came to play on defense anyways, just like Mario said. And I loved the game because it was hard hits, mm -hmm. you know, aggressive defense. Um, just I thought Dallas would get a little more going on the ground or at least, you know, stick with it. Um, but but once Pollard got hurt, I guess it kind of took 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 that out. So well, how's Dallas' defense feeling? Because they they did everything they could. I mean, Micah Parsons, absolute beast all year. Uh uh, uh um digs, you know, on the outside, right? I mean, their their whole defense is just stacked and they they did what they have to do. Um you give you you hold uh whatchamacallit, San Fran to nineteen. That should be a W, man. Mm -hmm. um, that That's a hard-fought game. Michael Parsons is one of my favorite to watch right now. Dude's relentless. I mean, they play him in middle linebacker. They, he's really not even a true DN. He's just been playing because he's so productive the last, you know, year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully I get to see him, you know, back as a stand-up linebacker one day. But with his production, I don't think they'll ever do that. They're going to keep, you know, bouncing him around. How about the Bills game uh, with Cincy? I mean, Joe Cool, man. Everybody's talking about that spin throw. I got to tell you, I've been doing that in the driveway forever. So <laughs> I, the slow-mo, the slow-mo is what makes it look cool. And it's a good shot. It's a good camera shot. I mean, as an actor, I'll just tell you that the cinematography is what makes that. But whatever, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> what'd you guys think about that game? <laughs> Joe, Joe has turned into my favorite quarterback in the league. He, ah. His confidence is unwavering confidence they came out from the gate and jamar chase is actually my favorite receiver so yeah. that combination together but joe's confidence was what did it for me like they came out on that first drive and it was never a game after that i mean cincinnati's d actually played well buffalo struggled yeah and just like i said about Dak, i think buffalo's quarterback josh i think he struggles this year at least he turned over the ball a lot and I never had confidence after Von Miller left that they were going to take it to the Good next point. level. Good Cincinnati point. dominated that game from start to finish. Yeah, P uh, around the horn style. That was a great point. Was yeah, yeah. Von's big, big loss. Yeah, um, yeah. They, I mean, Joe, you got to start putting his name out there. Put some respect on his name and put him in that that MVP uh, race in Canada. Man, he's he's going to Kansas city right now where he's never lost to, uh, to Mahomes, And, uh, so, you know, all eyes are on that game. Mahomes is banged up, but take it to that last game. Everybody's been, they've anointed Josh Allen as, as you know, the, the goat right now of, of this generation and era. And I mean, Joe Burrow's got something to say about that. So definitely like watching him play. He does have three number ones out there. Um, you know, like chase Higgins and, and Boyd, man, as soon as, Chase went down. Boyd was going off. I had him on my fantasy squad. Thank you, Boyd. Yeah. Um, and then Joe Mixon is probably one of my favorite running backs. Him and P. Ryan, um, both, you know, it's a great one-two punch. So they got they got a lot of weapons. You know, them and the Niners probably have the most weapons right now uh, on offense. Let's stay in the AFC then. Uh, Mahomes' injury, he took to the podium today without a, a – anything on his leg and no limp really at all <laughs> maybe he was just sort of gritting it for the press but i either way like you know i don't know it's not like he's going to be fine i don't think but it doesn't seem to be as big a deal as i think people thought it might be um and they took care of their business too kansas city uh i thought they did what they were supposed to mahomes fought to come back in that game. I thought they could have won it even if he didn't go, mm -hmm. but I love that he actually got back in there. 
Um, I don't understand why defenses don't hit Travis Kelsey at the line. It's ridiculous to me. Like, he continues to get open. They threw to him 16, 17 times. It's ridiculous. But Kansas City just did what they were supposed to do. They should have never let a young Jacksonville team come in there. Jacksonville had a chance if they didn't fumble going into the end zone. I thought that they could sneak the victory. But that fumble kind of sealed the game for them. Man, that's one of those review one referee officiating is the NFL involved I'm not really sure what's going on there that looks like an incomplete pass in other games I'm not sure but either way whatever uh Lofa Chiefs game and Mahomes in general anything is possible (laughs) Chad freaking Henny man yeah Yeah. he came in and just drove right down and scored so I don't think it really mattered who was in there quarterback um but this week it's going to matter Mahomes if he is not at least 80 90 percent He's not going to be able to extend the play. And if that pass rush, you know, gets there, um, Bengals, they did a really good job against Diggs and that, you know, explosive high-powered offense for the Bills. So um, I, I like the Bengals to, to win this one, man. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good a classic matchup of classic teams. I love I love the Bengals going deep into the playoffs. As, as, as a Seahawks fan, it's like, you know, they're in the AFC, whatever. I've always kind of liked them. Maybe even going back to like your fandom when you're a kid, it's, it's the helmets or something. It's, I don't know. They look like Tony the Tiger or something. Cartoon, <laughs> Boomer Sison, cartoon Icky characters Woods? out Boomer. there. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Before we move on to the Eagles game, uh, if you guys are looking for tickets or seats to any playoff games or NHL games, NBA games, MLB games coming up, spring training start. Excuse me, starting in March or whatever. EpicSeats.com, everybody, our partner. Check them out. It's a Seattle company owned by local peeps doing cool things. EpicSeats.com. Mention Take 12. You get an extra $12 per ticket when you're selling your seats at EpicSeats.com. That's an extra $12 per ticket. Free money just for mentioning the podcast. Uh, And if you're buying seats at epicseats.com, mention Take 12, get 12% off when you spend 100 bucks. The last game to talk about is the Eagles game. They were absolutely dominant. Uh, Jalen Hurts for MVP, probably, wouldn't you say? I mean, he's a lock. Uh, And who's going to beat them? I think the Niners can beat them. I think the Niners have the weapons on offense to beat them, and they have a great defense that can stop Jalen. Jalen's played great the entire season. I don't think he'll get the MVP because he missed those few games. I think they'll sneak it to Mahomes. But I do think the Niners can go into Philly and actually beat them. They're the only team that I would say that could beat Philly. But that defense can handle Jalen Hurts and, and, and A.J. in that offense. I think it might just be the state farmness of it, but Mahomes is is wearing thin on me. I I love him from a football standpoint and all of that kind of stuff, but just like I, I feel no like more Mahomes MVPs is, for him. Is, he's got is, too many commercials already. I feel like he's like Michael Jordan when Jordan was playing. He didn't get the MVP a few times. Gave it to Carl Malone, Barkley, a few other guys, but it should have been Jordan all those times. Mahomes is playing great enough, but. People just like you are just tired of him, so they're trying to give it to somebody new. Yeah, yeah. He's got to throw for like six thousand now to get his respect, and it's you know, but his unbelievable season. But I would I would say that Hurts is deserving because in the two in his absence, he showed his value to his team because 
maybe, yeah, they put up some a good amount of points with the Minch. Shout out to the Minch. But uh, they still lost those games. So um, I don't think they lose if Hertz is in there. Um, in fact, I know they don't lose if Hertz is in there. That's how valuable he is. So I really hope he does. I've always been a fan of this kid since going back to Bama. What he went through, you know, the adversity. Most kids hit the portal. If they lose their job, he came back and fought. Backed up, you know, Tua for that year and then won the SEC championship um, for them when when Tua went down. So um, then went to Oklahoma, probably should have won the Heisman there. So I hope mm. I hope he gets it, man. I really do. Uh, it's been awesome. It's a great story and awesome to watch. I do think that if there's a team that can beat them, it's this defense and uh, and the Niners. And so um Eagles been running the ball really well, though. Complimentary football, balanced attack. So if they – they can get the ground game going, then Hertz will probably put up his normal 28, 30 points that he does. But if not, it's it's going to be tough, a tough day for him because of that pass rushing. They got an all pro at every level with uh Bosa, Warner, and then Hufanga. And then shout out to Drake Greenlaw. He's one of my favorite linebackers to watch. That kid is a savage. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, you've also used up your quota for mentioning Cougars on this episode, especially with Mario oh, here. My okay. bad. Love for Gardner, but let's watch it. Um, <laughs> let's get your predictions then, guys. I mean, it's a big weekend coming up, championship weekend. Bengals and, uh, you know, uh, whoever, Chiefs on the AFC side. And then on the NFC side, you got Santa Clara and, of course, uh, Philadelphia. But what do you guys think? Um, I, you, I don't know if you don't have to give me scores. You could if you want to. Um, I think betonline.ag would like it if you give me scores. they like us to to predict that kind of stuff uh, from our sponsor there. But what do you guys got? I have the Bengals going in there. Joe owns Mahomes and, and Chase owns all those Kansas City DBs. So I have the Bengals winning that first one, 31 to 23 in Kansas City. All right. Lofa? Yeah, I got to agree. I'm going Bengals too. The, they were my pick to, to win the Super Bowl um, this year. Uh-huh. So. Um, they're going to finish what they started. So I got Bengals. They're going to win. Yeah. I'm going to go 30 to 17. I think Mahomes and them aren't going to put up that many with, uh, with that bad ankle. Wow. Uh, I give me the Bengals and I, I, I don't know the score. I think it's going to be a classic battle though. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. I think, uh, I don't think it's going to be high scoring, but it won't be low scoring. It's just going to be, it, you know, 24, 27, somewhere in there for kind of both sides. I think it's going to be a close one, though, uh, but a fun one at Arrowhead. What do you guys think in the NFC, on the NFC side? Got San Francisco going in there and beating Jalen Hurst. I think that San Francisco's defense plus all their weapons on offense goes in there and kind of dominates that game. I got them winning 28-17. Okay. Lofa? I also have the Niners beating the Eagles. Um, I think the X factor is really not a player. I know it hates me to, it pains me to say I'm picking the Niners, but so stop shaking your head, Brett Davenport. Um, but I think the X factor is actually Kyle Shanahan and uh, the way he's able to game plan defenses. And so I'm going to go low scoring. I'm going to go Niners 20, Eagles 13. <sighs> Mm. Let me get to you again. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, no way I'm taking Santa Clara. No way am I taking Santa Clara. 
because with my head and my heart, I think the X factor is the Philadelphia crowd. Brock Purdy is not prepared for the, some of the stuff he's about to hear. And nobody's been able to get to him yet. But if anybody can get to him, it's the people who boo Santa Claus and and, and all the stuff that Philly's known for. So I think that, that, that that's the X factor. And I think that Philly just takes care of business, keeps on rolling. And uh, we'll have a Bengals-Eagles uh, Super Bowl that I'll be able to relax through since I don't have too much beef with either one of those teams, really. Hope you're right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Mario, I said we'd get to what you're up to lately. What are you up to lately? Uh, I work with the Seahawks. That's how I got with my man, Lofa. I'm the director of legends and player engagement here. The word legends just means alumni, former players. So I work with the former players, and that could be helping them with appearances. That could be helping them with their golf tournaments. That's inviting them back here for – where we have legends weekend and invite mm-hmm. them to a game, invite them out to practice, doing different things with them. We have new events like this year we go, we're going to have a legends holiday giveaway in which we ask some of our legends to come here and sponsor some of our families. Actually, the Seahawks will be paying, but we'll have the legends dress up as Santa Claus, but doing different things with them. And that's also working with the players. I'm in the team meeting every day. I'm at practice every day and, Guys will call me and ask for a, a dog sitter or a, a, a restaurant, do appearances with them, get them to concerts, get them in the top golf, doing things, um, helping with finances. So just helping with the players and the former players. And I worked upstairs with the business operations. It's a wonderful job. It's a blessing. I get to work with guys like Lofa all the time and Cliff, Doug Baldwin. Um, being from Seattle and being in the community and happen to play football in my past lifetime, it all goes together. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I, it's Lofa. Yeah. It sounds to me like Mario's like the guy. You know, like how y- you need a guy. Mario's Super Mario. Yeah, he he is the man. <laughs> He's the and guy. We appreciate all you do for us, Mario, and appreciate all you do for the Hawks. I know you're one of the busiest up there. Um, I every time I go to the building, he's running around. I can't ever find him. And so I appreciate you inviting us to all the and then all the charity, you know, stuff, events that you and the Hawks put on and have us out to. It means a lot to me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, Mario. Totally. And Mario, if you ever need a guy who was an actor who wore a Letterman jacket on TV <laughs> to host anything, you know, like we were talking varsity blues earlier, you know, I I I I could pretend. Well, we're going to make sure Lofa has you up in the suite next year. We, ah, have, yeah. we have a good time in there. Well, you know, we, we kind of pissed off people in the suite one time. I think I kind of <laughs> snuck in and maybe wasn't supposed to. Well, never mind, never mind, never mind. You know what? That happens every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. Every single weekend. I'm sure it does, man. Uh, wait, we, I, so I got my list here of carefully curated questions that we ask our guests. Should we get into it with Mario here, Lofa? Start the clock. All right. So 60 seconds up on the clock. Like I said, the time is irrelevant, though, because it usually goes like five minutes. We're having fun here. (laughs) Oh, Mario Bailey. Heads or tails? Heads. Every time? 90%. Okay. All right. Why number five? There was never a reason. Uh, There was nobody that I grew up that had fives. 
I don't know why. It's the craziest thing when people ask. I didn't come up. You can't think of anybody in my era that wore number five. Mm-hmm. But now there's a bunch of number five. So started that. That's what I was going to say. Like, I remember being a kid. Okay, Mario Bailey's my favorite player. He's a wide receiver. He wears number five. And then I'd turn on the NFL games and everybody's wearing 80s. And then, oh, there was a rule. And then they got rid of the rule. And now everybody's doing the Mario Bailey. You did start this trend, especially among wide receivers. I think you deserve full credit. I'll take that. I was 82 for the Oilers and 86 for the Oilers. So once you get to the league, they, they were taking that away. You couldn't do the single digits. Yeah. Well, now you see defensive ends where like number three. <laughs> Crazy. It's weird. Uh, okay. If called upon, would you want to punt or punt return? I think we know the answer. Definitely punt return. I've had to punt a few times before. And I remember what my coach said. He's like, uh, before I went out there and punted, he said, it's the best athletes on the team can do anything, so I need you to go out there and punt. But I, I'd much rather do punt return. What was your go-to halftime snack? I had almonds. <laughs> oh, huh. I had almonds first. in the locker. They told me not to eat too much. Don't come out there full. So I had almonds in my in my locker. Have you guys tried the wasabi almonds that they got? Love them. <sighs> Oh, oh man! If there's a can of those, I'm gonna, I'm housing the whole thing. <laughs> really? You gotta have oh. lots of water with that. <sighs> so good, so delicious. All right. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, oh well, we we already know they're bringing these back, but we were asking this question before the announcement was made. I'll ask it anyway. On a scale of one to ten, how badly do you want to see the Seahawks in their throwback silver helmet uniforms? I can't wait. I know. Ten. Can't wait. Have you seen a picture? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, you want to you want to fill us in on what it looks like? I, I can't do that. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Some things have, are sacred. I won't have an office here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Pete Carroll ism? Something he says, something he does, or a favorite Pete Carroll story for us? Uh my favorite thing is uh, just always compete because it's it's it goes in everything and Pete is correct in saying that. But it's something so simple, but it's really how I approach life. It's even outside of this office, wherever I go, it's think of always compete. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my favorite Pete story, uh, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for this, but this year, this journey of this season, watching this team, And watching Pete after we won our first Monday night game against Russ, I could see the extra kick in his step. And then watching us beat Bobby both times and watching us make the playoffs while Bobby and Russ sat at home, (laughs) I can just feel the energy. And I know it's from the always compete. It's the competitor in him. He's not going to say it. He's not going to say, I just kicked their asses. But I can feel it. And that game was personal on both yeah, sides. Yeah, it's yeah, a beautiful I know what you're thing. saying. Well, never, I, never once has he mentioned it, but I could feel it. Well, everybody's just competitors at the highest level. You guys both know. I don't have to tell you. Like everybody in the room is an alpha. Everybody in the room is 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 trying to do the same thing, which is win. And That's so, it. why not? Yep. Um, yeah. Where were you during the beast quake? At home. Uh, right in front of the TV with with some water, drinking some water. 
watching the game for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, so the last question we ask is, what was what's your favorite play as a Seahawk, or uh, for you it could be as a Husky? And then I just want to talk about the Rose Bowl and Michigan and the rivalry and everything else after that. So it's, <laughs> where do you want to start? Uh, we'll start with the Seahawks. My favorite play for the Seahawks is probably Jermaine Curse against mm. Green Bay. Yeah. Um, because that game it was, just, it was almost impossible for us to win, and Curse had a, a bad game that game. So I was so happy for him to call game and, and yeah. end that game and win it and to put us back in the second Super Every Bowl. Every interception like went off of him or went off the defender that was on him, or it was just like, and it just right. felt like nothing could go right. And then, yeah, to have it end the way it did was amazing. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Man, wow. Okay, what about as a Husky? Everybody's gonna. Everybody has their own favorite play, which is pretty much my last play as a Husky. Um, that is one of my favorites, like forever. I didn't know doing that in the moment that it was gonna last this long. Walk us through it. Yeah, uh, we had just got a turnover, and when we get a turnover and we're about the forty-yard line, our coach always went with the streak. Take a and shot. Mark Brunel came in and he wasn't even, you know, he came in for that series. And the thing about every time Mark came in, he was coming off the knee injury, so he wasn't starting. So they would give him a series or two. And I knew every series that he did come in, he was looking for me. So um, the other guy on the other side of me was Orlando McKay and he's our speed guy. So you would think he was going to him on the street, but I knew it and uh, got by the guy got the ball. I knew some people say I didn't catch it. I caught the ball because I knew <laughs> right away and jumped up and it was like game. If that was like 34-14 at that moment, mm -hmm. that was game. It was fourth quarter. You knew the game was over. Struck the pose. I didn't strike the pose knowingly because if you look at the pose, it's done incorrectly. So had <laughs> I practiced or if I thought about it, I would have had the pose done correctly but I didn't have it correctly but I was so excited that I did whatever I, I did and ran off to the sideline mm. amazing I'm kind of speechless Lofa. Yeah, <laughs> you got a follow up oh man I, I was... and, and I'll say I only did the pose because <clears throat> we had all kinds of events that week with Michigan and I was a first team all American too I did the Consensus. Bob, I did the Bob Hope show with Desmond and everybody knew we were both first team All-Americans, but he was rude. He was very cocky. He was very rude at that time, but you know, he was the man and I watched him and he deserved that Heisman Trophy. Um, but I didn't like how he treated us and how rude he was. So that was more like, hey, like don't don't be that disrespectful. I, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think since then, I, that was, I, I jumped off my couch. I can remember that moment. I was six or seven Damn. years old. I jumped in the air. He's doing the pump. He did it right. Oh, my God. I mean, I, like, forget, like, I mean, my dad and his friends and what it meant to them. I mean, just yeah. to be six and seven, I knew what it meant. It was just, I mean, it's it's etched in my brain forever. That's for sure. What a moment. Well, it was a great, a great moment. Like I said, I didn't know it would last this long. I knew in the moment once I got back to the locker room, 
people were talking about it, but I didn't know 30 years later. But um, I'm appreciative of all of it now, though. You still see a lot of those guys from the national championship team? Yeah. I mean, social media made it where everybody is able to keep in contact. And I'm the one who organized our 20th anniversary and our 25th. Um, we would have did a 30 last year, but we were just coming off COVID, so the UW didn't really want me to do that. We just had a, a, did the coin toss with the captains of the team and Miss James. But I'll be doing a 35. I told them every five years they're gonna let we're gonna party until you know Washington doesn't have another national champ. So let us party when we can to get together because we're like losing guys. We've lost coach, uh, defensive coordinator, and our head coach. So. Yeah. We need to get together and party every chance we get. Absolutely. Future's bright on Montlake, though. What a season they had. Man, this future is brighter than it's ever been. Like, we've never, besides that season, this season, like, we didn't expect that. Like, that was beyond anybody's imagination. But now, now we'll see because the spotlight is on them. The bullseye is on them. Everybody's coming back. But it's it's a different way to play when everybody knows who you are, they know your quarterback, they know your receiver, the bullseye is on you, the national spotlight is on you, you're going to have to come play every game because you're getting everybody's best and they're trying to knock you off the mountain. So totally. it'll be fun to watch. I'd rather be that than, than yeah. what it was. Have you gotten a chance to meet Michael Penix? Yeah, I've met Mike a few times. Uh, I do radio. I do the pregame and post-game radio for KJR for um, the Huskies. Sure. So I, I, I'm, I'm out there, and I've met them all. Yeah. What do you think about Ooh. his game? Oh, oh sorry, Lofa. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What's that? Uh, I was saying, what do you think about his game? A quick word on, on Penix's game. Oh, Penix is fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's spectacular. He can make all the throws. Um, uh, he can actually run if he wants to run. Mike, he's, he's had a history with injuries when he was at Indiana never finished the season. So I don't think he runs as much as he actually can. Um, and he wants to be back there throwing the pill, but he can do it all. Again, it's though, uh, it's just going to be fun to watch when people are game planning. I didn't think he had a great bowl game. He was a little off in the bowl game, um, but it'll be fun to watch Michael Penix. Michael Penix and Gino are the two men in town. Michael Penix is uh, the man in Washington right now. So big Penix energy would be great to see. <laughs> What uh? What other schools you consider, or was it always Washington? Was that the only one you're gonna go to? I was actually going to UCLA. Um, I loved UCLA. I happened to uh, be in a basketball tournament that summer out there, and I was seeing the campus. And Magic Johnson's house was close. I was like, "There's no other school I would ever even imagine." And then I got hurt my senior year in football, uh, high ankle sprain, mm. and they withdrew their scholarship offer so um those that, bastards <laughs> that devastated me terry donahue coach donahue said we have as many uh receivers way better than this young man and, and we didn't get to see him play this year so we're gonna withdraw that scholarship also was gonna go to washington state because i love coach erickson coach erickson was the best recruiter made me feel very comfortable kept me after all the uh, recruits had left, he kept me uh, five more hours at his house watching the Super Bowl. I think Doug Williams and the Redskins won that year. Um, but I loved him. But my brother had went to Washington State the year before. 
and they were partying a little too much and mom didn't want me to go there. So <laughs> that no. took care of that. No, that's not the Pullman we know. No <laughs> She's way. Like, not, not my baby. Well, not you know, the dogs and the Trojans are going to line it up next season. You guys want to make a bet now or should we save that for when Mario comes back next year? We should are make we- a trip down there. Uh, we should we should go down there. We're we're coming to prove that you know you guys messed up our Rose Bowl chances choking this year anyway. Yeah, uh, guys we did yeah. what you're supposed to do against Utah. We'd be in the Rose Bowl. So we want we want to punish you. We want to punish your coach. We want to punish USC. <laughs> Not only should we have been in the Rose Bowl, but we would have taken care of Tulane, wouldn't we, Mario? Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Tulane? Utah and Tulane? And we're we're talking SC is this dominant program? Utah twice. Man, come on, man. It's like the come same on, fashion. I think we're this guy, he, he's on, the Heisman man. Trophy winner. Yeah, hey, I don't, hey, he is the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't have anything good to say about USC. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a fun one. We should. There we go. There's a Legends trip. There we go. A college legends trip next season down here in L.A. I'm, I'm there. Let's do it. Let's line it up. Mario, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank you for your time and everything you're doing with the Hawks and everything up in the Northwest. We really appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Lofa is my guy forever. And like I said, you come to that suite. If you've already been in there, come again. Come enjoy it and have a good time. Hell yeah. See, producer Katie, now I don't have to say Lofa sent me. I can say, no, no, I'm I'm with Mario Bailey. I'm with Mario hey, Bailey. Hey, it's way Katie, more cool. You're, Katie, you're welcome as well. Oh, Lay you. more pull uh, if you say you're with Mario Bailey. I promise you. Check out our sponsors, Wiener Schnitzel, everybody. Two locations, one in Everett, one and in Fife. Uh, EpicSeats.com, BetOnline.ag, and Simply Seattle. Lofa, anything else? No, we break it down at the end of the show, That's Mario. That's right. So Hands the in the middle. It down. Just like so practice. Whatever, whatever the receivers broke it down to or whatever you want to break it down to, on three on you. Huskies on three. One, two, three. Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh where's his computer froze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is that? You said whatever I wanted. No, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get him again. I, I said it. I said it. Huskies on three. One, two, three. Huskies. Huskies. thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.